It is here. It is finally here. The 2022 regular season is finally arrived. I'm your host, LJ Harrell, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Connor Donald, as we are the Kelly Green Hour. Connor, we finally get to talk regular season football. I can't wait. Agreed. I'm tired of speculating and saying maybe this, maybe that. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm ready to see the real deal on the field. And, you know, probably overreact to things that we see in week one. Who knows? Because I'm sure you see it already. There's people overreacting to some things that happened last night. So I'm just pumped. I was like, it was it was good to have real football back. And it was actually a pretty good football game. Like, I get it. Matt Stafford and the Rams did not look good. But it was a good football game. Yeah, it, it was good. The first half was good. The, and the Bills came out smoking which kind of everybody expected the Bills are the best team. And, uh, you know, through two, through one game, the Bills are the best team in football. They have the best record. But, no, in all, in all reality. I get what you're saying, though. I the think the they're probably the best team in football. Like, you have the best offense, and you have a pretty good defense that is actually missing they were the people. Number one they're missing bodies. The, the Bills were the number one ranked defense last year and added Von Miller, who looked really mm. good. He's teaching all the young Defensive lineman for the Bills. Some, some he had a Jordan Phillips, a, a 320-pound defensive tackle, did a spin move. Like, who does that? Like, what defensive tackle does that? I don't, like, Aaron Donald might be the only one. If but, I uh, were to argue or debate who's got, like, a better defensive line, the Bills or the Eagles, I think it would be really tough. The Bills. I the think Bills. the Bills because they're younger. I think it's a younger line. It, 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 to me, it looks like a better line. But the Eagles are building towards that again. But obviously, unfortunately, you kind of got to get rid of some of the, I don't want to say dead weight. Because like guys like Brandon Graham, and clearly you need Brandon Graham, but guys like Fletcher Cox and stuff, they're not dead weight, but they're not necessarily Jordan Phillips, Ed Oliver, um, and amongst the, a plethora of edge rushers that they have greg russo's out there on the edge and stuff so all right so before before we get into what we want to discuss uh this evening as always follow us on twitter at the kelly green hour follow connor on twitter at connor 10 follow me on twitter lj hero 54 follow the painted lines on twitter at the painted lines good point dave (laughs) (laughs) You, you caught me man you caught me at the painted lines and follow the um, Edge of Philly Sports on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, um, and all that. Yeah, so, for, for anybody listening on podcast, uh, we have a guy, Dave, in the comments who said the Bills have the better defensive line because they don't have Derek Barnett. <laughs> LOL. Yeah. Definitely true. That caught me as I'm – Dave, you can't do that to me, buddy. As I'm as I'm in the process of trying to you know, give, give out all the, the information before we get started. It's a lot of right, info so, to remember in your cracking jokes. Jeez. I know, right? Uh, we and you know to everybody that's watching, that's you know streaming live with us right now. Throw anything in the chat. In the chat, we will definitely get to it. Uh, we got one question: Who gets more yards now? Do you mean for this game or for the season? Uh, who gets more yards, AJ Brown or Devontae Smith? I think for the season, it's going to be AJ Brown. I think it's going to be close. I think we might have two one thousand yard receivers, but depends right. how involved Dallas Goddard is. I don't think they have two one thousand. We shouldn't get our hopes too high that we have two one thousand yard receivers because we never even get one. So the prospect of having one this right, so game. For the, so for the game, Devontae. I think Dallas Goddard gets more the most yards. But, yeah, <laughs> I know yeah, he's not. I know faced. he's not one of the options, but I think it'll be Dallas Goddard. That's just me. He look at the look at the look at the linebackers he's facing. He's gonna eat the middle of the field alive. Although the the point can be made, AJ Brown he feasts in the middle of the field. So. And also, Devontae Smith is going up against the second corners, and I don't think it by watching, you know, hard knocks and all that. I don't. I know they got Okuda's one starter and the other starter on. 
it looks like it's uh i can't get it i'll never get this name right but it's amani Oruwari. Where he had six picks last year, I think. Um, Man, we got so many questions, we haven't even gotten to anything. I know. Okay, right, so we're definitely gonna get the percentage. I, of let's Lamar let's say be the- before we get into the actual game, what's percentage of Mark Jackson is the Eagles QB in the near future? I'm gonna say one because nothing is impossible, but I'm gonna say one percent. I do not think that there is a chance. I think you know what happened here. The Baltimore Ravens are betting on themselves and him taking less but i know the big thing is he wants fully guaranteed but the example set by you know the Derek carr extension the matthew stafford extension some of these other extensions he wants the deshaun Deshaun watson treatment except no team is as stupid as the cleveland brams so there's a difference that you you just can't well maybe the chicago bears arguably but to me lamar will be a raven but I think they put the money, they want to put the money where the, their mouth is. And I think they're going to end up having to pay him more than they would have had to pay him if they had to just signed him preseason, personally. I, I think Lamar might leave. I actually think he might he might leave after this year. Really? Um, that'll be a, an interesting interesting uh, thing to follow with the Lamar and Baltimore situation. A question, L, do you think he gets fully guaranteed? No. He wants it, but it's not going to happen. Who who just signed the who just signed? Um, Russell Wilson just signed an extension, didn't get fully guaranteed, and didn't get full. Exactly, that's my thoughts. There's been so Deshaun Watson set a precedent, and then there was three extensions after Watson. It was Carr, it was Wilson, and it was somebody else, and they didn't get fully guaranteed money. So there's no way that you could you can probably get the most guaranteed money behind mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, but to expect a fully guaranteed contract that's probably going to be more expensive than Deshaun Watson's. I just, no, you're not getting 300 mil guaranteed. No chance. Yeah. I don't don't think it happened. It'd be, like I said, it's going to be an interesting thing to watch. It's what goes down in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. Cause Lamar, he's, he's not your typical quarterback, obviously. Um, We know he's, he's an athletic freak. He does have a pretty good arm and like, but he also hasn't won many playoff games. Um, and I, I mean, I know Deshaun hasn't, Deshaun Watson hasn't either. But the only reason Deshaun Watson went to Cleveland was because they gave him all that guaranteed money. Because who in their right mind wants to go to Cleveland? You know what I mean? All right. So before we get into this Eagles Detroit game, I want us to take a step back because we didn't get to do an NFL preview show. But we're going to do this quick. We're going to give our division winners and we're going to give our Super Bowl matchup. So let's start in the AFC. Um, let's go with the AFC East. I'm, I'm going to go Bills. Um, I'm going to go Bills. The Dolphins will finish in second and be a wild card. Wow. I do not have any other team beyond the Bills coming out of this division okay. to the playoffs. So let's go to the AFC North. The Cincinnati Bengals will win the division, and I think they'll be the only team in the playoffs out of that division. I got the Bengals, and then – I'm really stuck on – I think it's going to be really close for that second wildcard spot, and it's going to be up between the Ravens, the Broncos, and the Chargers – or oh, wait, the Ravens, uh, and, the, and the Chiefs, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Ra- the Ravens are going to make the playoffs too. So there's two out of that division as well. I'm sorry. I can't believe I forgot about the Ravens, and we just talked about them. You already got two out of the first two divisions, and we haven't even hit the Wild West. Yes. Now we're going to go to the AFC South, the pathetic – AFC South, and I'm gonna let me let me pick out of the hat the team that's gonna win the AFC South. I hope you only State. have I hope you only have like two in that hat because there's two teams you can probably. I'm gonna go with off. the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going with the Colts as well. I, the Titans are good. I just think the Colts are a little bit better, and I think Matt Ryan puts them over the top. Whereas, like last year, you know, it all came down to one game and Carson couldn't do it. If you put Matt Ryan in that same situation, I think. No, it's not all all on him, but I don't think they're in that position this year where they have it all land on one game. Malik Willis is going to be the Titans starter by the midpoint of the season. Oh, I think so. Now let's go to the wild, wild AFC West. I have the Chiefs winning the division with the Chargers finishing in second and making the playoffs. Oh, yeah, there's three wildcard teams, right? What am I talking about? Okay, yeah, so I got the Ravens and the Bengals. And then I got the Broncos, Chiefs, and Chargers all coming out of this division. Well, I, see three I, think, from the- 
I got three coming from this division. I think they're just going to do so well outside of the, the division that they're going to get the opportunity to all be there. Right, and, so but your, I have the Chargers winning it. Sorry, Chargers winning. Right, who's your AFC title matchup and who's going to the Super Bowl now? Actually, wait, let's do our let's do the NFC. Uh, let's start See, I didn't, the- I didn't hash it out th- that way. So I just have a team going to the Super Bowl. Who's going to the Super Bowl in the AFC? Bills. Bills. I'm gonna go Chiefs. I wanted is to that go Bills. to be different, or is it to just be different? Bills? Because I, I yeah. do think that the Bills are the best team in in football. But I'm just to be different. I'm, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs, and maybe Andy finally proves people right by um, by proving that he's the smartest person in the room by trading away Tyreek Hill. So we'll see. All right, so let's go to the NFC. Let's start in the NFC West. Who you got? I would say I got the Rams and 49ers coming out of here. Rams winning it. I still think they win it. I I don't like the Cardinals. Like, I get it. There's people who are kind of in on the Cardinals a bit, but I just don't. I can't. I can't. I don't see it. Especially that offense early on minus DeAndre Hopkins. Now they're out. Rondale Moore, Zach Ertz is questionable. Like, they, they might not even have much of an offense to march out there the first couple weeks. So that's like very concerning. I, wish they, I, I think wish their they defense don't. is a bit worse than last year as well. So. I hope that offense doesn't show up week four. Um, I think that's when the Eagles go go to Arizona. I think it's week four. Um, yeah, gonna, I don't. I think the Cardinals just missed, but 49ers and Rams for sure. I'm gonna go 49ers winning division with Jimmy Garoppolo as the starting quarterback. Oh, and the Rams or Trey Lance. Trey Lance already had his ego hurt. He was already whining about and the Rams will make the it, guy. The Rams will make the playoffs as a wild card. So we both have, we have the same teams just flipped in order. Let's go to the NFC South. I'm gonna go <laughs> Tampa Bay just because the rest of the division stinks. And I'm, I don't get yeah. the love, like I don't get the love for the Saints, by the way. You lose it. I think the- I think it's clickbait. I think some of it's controversial because, like, okay, the defense is pretty good. The offense is okay, but none of that screams any better to me than nine and eight at the best. Nine and eight. And I, and I guess if and I and I guess with the Eagles having the uh, Saints first round pick, obviously we want them to go home in seventeen. Give us <laughs> that number one overall to, pick yeah, so that we can sure. draft uh, Will Anderson. Um, but. Ooh. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't see that love affair with the Saints, and you know, they have a lot of a lot of. Look, you're you you got you don't have one of the best play callers in that, in the NFL history, and Sean Payton. What is Dennis? Dennis Allen wasn't he a coach before? He's a, def- he's a so defensive well? coordinator. He's not even going to be calling the plays. So and they got um, Lombard. I think Lombard. Lombardi. Lombardi. Yeah, from the plays. Uh, Jameson Winston, the like. Chargers. I'm not a big that big on Winston, and look, I like Alvin Kamara, I like Chris Olave, Michael Thomas if he can come back healthy, but I don't know if the offensive line is going to be healthy. So I'm just going with Tampa out of the South. Marina Sand says 49ers not making the playoffs unless Jimmy G is the starter. I, I said that Jimmy the fourth G. game. I um, said Jimmy G will be the starter. I would honestly tend to agree with that statement. I feel like they brought Jimmy G back as a highest paid backup for a reason. They're not that bought into Trey Lance, which is a really bad look because they mortgaged their future essentially for Trey Lance. So, yeah, right, so let- I got the Tampa. I got the Bucks as well, by the way. I, I no chance the Falcons and Panthers do anything. Panthers, uh, buddy, buddy is probably on his way back to college after this year. Matt Rule, he is getting canned for sure. And I agree. I don't get the love affair with the Saints. I think it's kind of clickbaitish. I think you can find a way to get them to, you know, ten wins or eleven wins and get them into the playoffs, and then you know anything happens. But I see them as a nine and eight, eight and nine team. Nine and eight's a stretch. So let, let's go to the NFC North. I'm taking Green Bay to win the division with the Vikings to finish in second and to make it as a wild card. I, yeah, I just, the NFC is so not that good compared to the AFC. Like it's so difficult. Um, I'm going to go Green Bay and I think Minnesota squeezes in. It's going to ultimately come down to, minnesota or new orleans but it won't be that good yeah uh that 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 get the opener this weekend between green bay and green bay and um 
Minnesota has a chance to be a, a, a real big one for the NFC North. I mean, I know it's only game one, but like Aaron Rodgers said it this year, you know, all, all those teams, the fans of those teams always think that they have a shot to win the NFC North. But ever since he's been there, hasn't happened pretty much. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. But yeah, I think both teams make it. And let's get, let's finish up with the NFC East. I'm going to have the Eagles win the division at 11 and 6. Washington's finishing in second at 10 and 7. Ooh. And they're going to be the other wild card team. Wow. So the Eagles yeah. and Washington. The more you look at the situation in Dallas, the more you really. I'm really becoming more and more skeptical. And I know that it sounds like, I mean, you've listened to Philadelphia Eagles show. So you're probably sitting there and you're like, of course you're hating on the Cowboys. But I mean, look at the situation, look at the injuries, look at like, they're just in such an volatile situation. They have an amazing offense, but that defense just, their defense is much improved last year over the year prior, but that defense, I don't think it's any better than where they are now, which is like, I think they're, 20th ranked last season in uh in yards allowed and and points allowed similarly i just don't see them getting my, a whole lot better like I, i'm not bought into trayvon Diggs. the only person i'm bought into there is micah parsons and demarcus lawrence and even lawrence he's getting older so you just don't know but like micah parsons, i think demarcus lawrence is overrated in my opinion micah parsons i love i do love micah parsons but never I don't would because i trade he went to penn state. Smith. i hate penn state <laughs> So. Never would I trade the Devonta Smith pick for Micah Parsons, though, um, with the situation that ended up coming of everything. And, you know, N'Kobe Dean falling. Everything led to this circumstance that we're in right now with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but I got Philadelphia. And it's interesting because I remember last year we talked about Washington. I said I felt Washington was underrated. I feel Washington can get there. I think it hurts that they're without Chase Young for the first four weeks. I think that's tough. Um I think Dallas makes it over Washington. I just don't know. Washington bringing in Wentz, I don't think makes them better. And I don't know if I love that offensive line for Carson Wentz. I, I mean, I think Carson Wentz is going to definitely make them improve. I think he's going to be a better quarterback. And I'm hoping, or, you know, I think that this being the third time around, he's going to realize he needs to to step it up. So that's why I think I think he's going to have He's going to beat the Eagles once this year, too. Oh, whoa, whoa, Dar Darlene, Darlene, are you, are you a Cowboys fan? I'm just curious. I have to understand where your fandom is. You don't know what you're talking about. Dallas Cowboys is going to win the division again. Um, okay. well, the last time a team won the division back, the last time <laughs> Matt's back, the last time <laughs> a, a team won the division back to back was 2004 when the Eagles did it. So th that's probably the biggest reason why. We've, neither of us see Dallas winning the division. So so we'll see. Um, and then who's your NFC pick to go to the Super Bowl? I know that I should say Philadelphia. And the more and more I look at – the more and more I look at the NFC, I'm like, man, they could really make it out of there. Like, like Green Bay is already in injury trouble early. Tampa's in injury trouble early. The LA Rams, I don't buy into that game on Thursday night being the be-all, end-all, and to overreact to the Rams situation. I honestly think it's tough. It could really go either way. I'm going I Green Bay. I was going to say Green Bay. I really think Green Bay will be the one because I'm never going to count Aaron Rodgers out, and their defense is really good. Their defense is still really good. But people are like kind of out because of Devontae Adams. And it's like, let's get it clear. Aaron Rodgers has been doing this before Devontae Adams came into the picture. Aaron Rodgers made Aaron Rodgers. No receiver made Aaron Rodgers. That's my my point on it. I think Green Bay as well. I'm interested to see the young guys for them. Was Romeo Dobbs, um, Christian Watson. Uh, or is it Alan Lazard will be around yeah, Alan again. Lazard, like I'm interested in to see what he can do with those guys. Robert Tunyon's back. Um, I'm Aaron Jones is one of the better running backs in the league with AJ Dillon. You know, um, if, if if they can stay healthy, they they have a shot. They'll be a good team. Um, you know, I'm, I would love I would love to pick the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl, but it's tough to do that. I, I just think when push comes to shove with some of these teams, I still don't think they have the it factor to beat the quarterbacks 
Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Matthew so the, the Eagles defense is clearly which, showing he can be beat. But the Eagles defense should be improved. I mean, obviously last year they made that run at the end because they played the piss poor def- all quarterbacks the, the the end of the year. Now they got to get to the point to where they can be a good quarterback. And I mean, the first do we count Kirk Cousins as a good quarterback? Um, Kyler, um, Kyler Murray, he's a good quarterback, so you got to beat him. Do we count Dak Prescott as a good quarterback? They haven't been able to beat him. In a I, while. Would count, I would count Dak Prescott as a good quarterback. Look at that so, offense. Yeah, so like the, the Eagles have um, a chance, you know, because they're not facing that many great teams. Like, well, let's go with Arizona. Like, Arizona has all you, you mentioned it, all these injuries. Hopkins out the first six games, unless that gets appealed, which I don't think. It is now. I don't, unless I don't think he was appealing any. Yeah, further. so like we won't get the, we won't see him. You know they got to go to Arizona, but the home field for Arizona is not that good. Eagles fans travel. Like when we watch this game on Sunday, it's gonna sound like a home game for the Eagles. Like, It'll be like Detroit, Bills fans in LA last night. Well, LA has zero, Bills fans. LA has zero home field advantage. This is true. Zero. Is- um, it doesn't matter what type of uh, if they won the Super Bowl or not. It's it's always a, it's going to be a Dodger and Laker town. It's never going to be a Rams, especially not a Chargers town. Um, that's why when the Eagles went out to LA a couple of years back at the Coliseum, the, when the, the year Carson broke his or got towards ACL, the Super Bowl year, it was like an Eagles home game all the way across the country. Um, so there are certain teams that you know, like the even Dallas, like that big that hundred thousand seat stadium, thirty percent of that's always the opposing at least thirty percent of that's the opposing team. So mm-hmm. there there are very few. Green Bay is a home field advantage for Green Bay. Um, trying to think quickly off the top of my head. Like Philly's obviously a home field advantage for the Eagles. Um, Kansas City is a home field advantage for like there are those handful of teams you know you'll get a true home field advantage. But then there's the, the other teams that you're like, you can see the the, the opposing team taking over the stadium. Like Washington. That crap Washington hole of the stadium. Washington confused. fans don't like Washington. They hate <laughs> their owner. They hate Daniel Snyder. So they're not going to support that team until he's gone. All right. Dar- so, Darlene does a great job of transitioning for us. You don't even have a good quarterback, so you're going to lose some games. You're going to lose against the Detroit Lions, I hope. Okay, cool. Let's start diving into this Detroit Lions matchup. Why not? Well, before, before – so you have the – Bills versus the Packers. I have the Chiefs versus the Packers. Who do you have winning, Bills? Bills. Right, I'm going to go Packers. I think, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers gets his, his second title. Okay. Uh, before, we did have a question. Are the Eagles trying to sign OBJ or Eric Fisher? Eric Fisher would be a no. I think they feel we very – yeah, We yeah, don't need – Yeah, they're comfortable with the young depth. Line. Yeah, they're comfortable with the – I know Dillard's hurt and out the first four weeks, but they're comfortable with Driscoll. Or if they had to move, um, you know, Lane Johnson over to the other side, they could do that. They're comfortable with the depth. OBJ is a very, very interesting name. He was out in L.A. yesterday and, like, I mean, the Bills won him. I know uh, how he, you know, cleared clear, – they needed to get a, a back – um, under the cap because they were about two million over on Wednesday, I believe it was. Um, now they're about nine-ish, nine to ten million under the cap, which Howie likes to have. Obviously, they could be they could roll it over to next year, or if you know, say uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson plays well and they want to give him an extension, they have that flexibility now. But they also have the flexibility if they wanted to go out and sign a running back or make a move for a running back. Um, they could, depending on what happens with Miles Sanders. And then again, the OBJ news. So it wouldn't shock me, let's say, if if the Eagles do go out. As Wayne asked, what will how we do with the extra cap space? Save it till save it till someone gets a bad injury. I don't know if they're going to save it for an injury, but I I think it's going to be for an extension. For probably, Gardner I think it'll Johnson. be more for like just like you said, they're going to roll it. I think he's going to roll it over because if you look, I think I looked at the list of of free agents next year and there's like 15 there's like 15 players who are becoming free agents and a few of those are crucial guys like you got Gardner Johnson like you said you have TJ Edwards there's some names that you really got to watch out for next year um that could be end up becoming 
free agent. So I think how we use that nine million to roll over, except for an emergency. Like Wayne said, if someone gets a bad injury, I wouldn't be surprised to see him reach out and try and get some get a name and pay what he has to to get that name in here. Because I think he's thinks he's built a team that can make a run or that can be very competitive. So if somebody goes down with an injury, he is going to go to that whoever's at the top of the free agent list for that position, and he will give them a blank check and say, I got $9 million to play with. What are we doing here? Yeah. So, Matt, every week I feel like you say fire Howie. And believe me, and as, as, as Connor can attest, I would typically agree with you. And look, I get it. We don't have a franchise quarterback right now. Is that the only reason you want to fire Howie? I need – well, Matt, Matt does say a bit higher that we have 17 new players on roster, 17 and an unproven coach and staff that has to incorporate them. Eight and nine. Okay, listen. See, that would have made sense last year. They're more experienced this year. Last year, they should not have made the playoffs last year, but they did because of the, because of the schedule. The schedule was awful last year. Um and the, the quarterbacks they faced down the stretch were bad, and that's why, like, the best quarterback they faced was Teddy Bridgewater, and that doesn't say much. And mm-hmm. in that last game of the year where the Eagles played their practice squad while Dallas went and wanted to try to get momentum going into the playoffs, and what happened? They lose they lose their first round home playoff game. So like, I do want to say like he says, take the green glasses off. I mean, we didn't pick them to go to the Super Bowl. And FYI, look at the national media right now. There's a lot of people who are picking the Philadelphia Eagles. Which is which is also to a worry to me because as J- as Jason Kelsey said a couple weeks ago, when the Eagles when the Eagles have the expectations are high for them, they're terrible. They usually don't meet them. And when they come into the season as the underdogs, like 2017, they they surpass expectations. So I get that feeling, and and that's a worry of mine. Believe me, that's, and that's a worry of mine going into this Detroit game because you know after watching Hard Knocks and seeing how uh, Dan Campbell, whether if it's fake bravado or not, Dan Dan Campbell, um, you know he 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 put his team through a pretty tough as tough as you can have in the NFL these days training camp, and the Eagles didn't really do much in training camp. But guess what? The Eagles have nobody on there. I mean, Andre Dillard's the only one that's out, and he's a backup. That and the Detroit, Detroit lines are banged up bad. They are banged up bad. They're, they're three of their five starting offensive linemen could potentially not play on Sunday. That's I think Ragnow, Halabuli, Vitae, and Ragnow, I think are pretty much – Ragnow did practice, but I almost think like – I almost think they're not going to – they're not going to go, either of them, to be honest. We'll, we'll see, but like that matters. You want to go into the season as healthy as possible. We, we talked about it years ago where – in a 16-game season, the Eagles had 14 different combinations of an offensive line. That's not good. Um, and, and like, so you want to be as healthy as you can. Obviously, it's a, it's a tough season. You're playing 17 games. You're not going to be 100% healthy come week 18. But if you can start the season healthy, you have a chance. Obviously, like last year, the Eagles did pretty much the same thing. And in that first game, they came out. And, and while the defense struggled early on, they only gave up, I think, three points. Um, I think Atlanta had two two long drives. One ended in a field goal. The other ended and might have been. I don't know if it was a field goal or a missed field goal or something like that. So the don't be shocked if the Eagles come out sluggish on Sunday. It's it could potentially happen, and just don't don't be shocked. And then you know one if you look at the just look at and you don't play the game on paper. I know and I hate to say, it, but if you look at the talent, the Eagles are a very are a more talented team than, than Detroit. So Detroit has with the home field. Detroit's going to come out fired up, especially after last year's forty-four to six butt whooping that the Eagles gave them. It wouldn't shock me if Detroit came out, scored first, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown, and it feels like they have all the momentum. But I think the talent of the Eagles will take over eventually, especially in the second half. Um, Darlene says we don't know football. That that's cool. listen. That's quite all right. If that's if that's us or the people in the comment section, that's quite all right. You're fully entitled to your opinion on this. Um, but we, if we don't know football, we got the Buffalo Bills winning the Super Bowl as well. There, Dar- I got the Bills winning the, the Super Packers. Bowl too, Darlene. So I don't know here. Maybe, maybe there's a few of us here that uh, might not know football. But uh, yeah, otherwise, um, yeah, no. But this has been something over the last few weeks that we've actually talked about. We have a concern that we could lose to the Detroit Lions. 
We've said it every time we've had an opportunity to say it. We've said it that we have a concern that we might lose to the Detroit Lions because it's a very realistic possibility. Expectations are through the roof, especially with the national media. And we're going up against one of the weaker teams in the NFL, but they play really incredibly hard for their coach. They so also don't know like, playing a team like Detroit early on. Is it? I don't want to say it's a disadvantage, but they don't know that they're going to be bad per se. Like if you play them later, like they could be two and six, and it's like, all right, look, we're we're not good. Um, but you're playing like everybody's zero and zero. Well, not anymore, but most you know, thirty of the teams are zero and zero going into Sunday, and they all think they have a chance to win their division and make a run in the playoffs. So Detroit right now, like you know, with the Aiden Hutchinson pick um, and with the second overall pick and. DeAndre Swift and um, Amon Ron St. Brown and, like, the weapons that they have on that offense that Jared Goff thinks he he can take a step forward. Like, they don't have that negative connotation right now. But if the Mm -hmm. Eagles come out, punch them in the mouth, and then, like, in in the first quarter, first half, then it'd be like, all right, well, we're the Detroit Detroit Lions. Like, we're we're supposed to lose, I guess. Um, But but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm just – what I'm happy about is that we're, we're watching regular season football. Mm-hmm. Like it's not preseason. As you said, we're not speculating. We're going to see what the Philadelphia Eagles are this, this first game. We're going to get to see Jalen Hurts. Has he worked on throwing the football down the field? Has he worked on his accuracy? We're definitely going uh, to, to see it. And they, they're having their first standing room only game in a long time. That's one of the first standing room only games in the 30% of that crowd's going to be Eagles fans. It's actually one of the first standing room only games for the NFL in general in a long time. Like this is their first sellout. I think I saw it's one of the only sellouts they've had that wasn't uh, a Thanksgiving game. game. Because of course everybody's going out on Thanksgiving. But let's dive into it, L. Let let's dive into the let's talk Eagles offense versus Lions defense. What like what type of matchup stands out there um in your eyes? Um well answering um the one question who's gonna have more yards, AJ or Devontae, and we both kind of said Dallas Goddard. Goddard against their linebackers, whoever their linebackers are, that's a big mismatch. If if Jalen Hurst can can get if Jalen Hurts can get the ball to Goddard and Goddard can actually catch it, because we know last year he had he had a hell of a time trying to catch the football, um, they should be able to you know abuse the middle of the field for uh, against against Detroit. And I don't know. I think Detroit's going to come in not wanting to allow the Eagles to run for what over 270 yards, whatever it was that the Eagles ran for last year. So it wouldn't shock me if they st- stack the box and force Jalen Hurts to throw the ball. But this is where he better utilize A.J. Brown, better utilize Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Zach Paschal, Dallas Goddard, um, Kenny Gainwell, whoever's going to be out of the backfield. Utilize these guys in the pass game. I just think the Eagles' offensive skill set, like A.J. Brown is going to be better than – or Devontae Smith is going to be better than Jeffrey Okuda. I, I don't see Okuda being able to stick um, Dev- um, Devontae Smith one-on-one. AJ Brown's going to be better than the cornerback. We both can't say his name, um, and I know he had he he was a really good player for them last year. Six interceptions. I think he was a Pro Bowler. Um, but who are you going to double team? Because you can't double team if you double team AJ and Devontae, Dallas Goddard is going to eat the middle of the field. If you double team like you, that that's the key. If 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 they can if the offensive line can keep Aiden Hutchinson and that defensive line of the the Lions off of Jalen Hurts, he should be able to hit his receivers and they should be able to move the ball down the field. Agreed, definitely. And, I mean, based on the depth chart that I'm looking at, it looks like they basically have a base nickel defense. So they got five defensive backs. So the two linebackers are Chris Board and Alex Anzalone. Um, Anzalone used to be with the Saints, I think, right? He used to be with the Saints, yep. Um, so, I mean, you look at it, first of all, if it's going to be a, ba- a, f- a base uh, nickel f- defense, then that automatically gives Dallas Goddard an advantage because there's a good chance Dallas Goddard could be going up against the nickel corner. There's a chance that he could be going up against the safety. And, That's a mismatch and, for the Eagles. 
that's a massive mismatch for them. And I know like Tracy Walker, he's pretty good. So they got a decent safety there. But like you said, you can't double team everybody. You can't double team pretty much anybody because you're going to leave an, a really good weapon open. Now, even if you leave Miles Sanders open, you've seen Miles Sanders. He can tear off big run after big run. He can if make he can a catch. Healthy. Exactly. If he can stay healthy, but even otherwise, then, then we got Kenneth Gainwell. Okay, cool. Kenneth Gainwell, we've seen he's an extremely effective pass catcher and he can do a lot with the ball in his hands. So I agree with you. You can't double team anybody, which is going to make thing, life very difficult for some of the Detroit Lions defense. And I'm really excited for the Aiden Hutchinson versus Jordan Mylotta matchup. That's going to be a good matchup. What better way to welcome a defensive end to the NFL than to go up against, no matter what side, pick a side, likely Jordan Mailata <laughs> playing on Jordan Mailata's side or Lane Johnson's side. That is the most, that's the toughest welcome to the NFL I think you're going to get. One of the toughest. So I'm excited it, it, for that matchup because I like Aiden Hutchinson too. I think I saw earlier in the chat someone said Aiden Hutchinson's overrated. I I don't think he's overrated. I just think he needs to be on a better defense. I think there's going to be some sky-high expectations, and he might not live up to them in the first year because there's not a whole lot of support for him along that defense. Um, but I like Dane Hutchinson. I thought he was a great, a great edge. But personally, I mean, I'm excited for that matchup. Dave says, according to Stephen, and I did see this, according to Stephen A. Smith, Jalen Rager is going to go off because he has something to prove, except Jalen Rager doesn't play for the Eagles anymore. Oh, man. I remember that. Oh, that's great. I think that was a couple of days ago that he said that. That's crazy. Um, let's 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 jump over to the Eagles' defense against the Lions' offense. Lions have some weapons. Um, uh, DeAndre Swift. Jamal Williams, Amon Ron, St. Brown. I wish Jameis – I mean, I'm happy he's not playing because I wouldn't want him to, to beat us, but <laughs> Jamison Williams, I can't wait to see him on the field. Agreed. Um, I'm a, I, Again, I'm shocked they jumped 20 spots to get him, and I thought that, that maybe when the Eagles jumped up that that's who the Eagles were going to go after. Um, but then the Lions took him at – I think it was 12. Um, their offensive line is banged up, as we mentioned. A lot of injuries. Um, if Fletcher Cox, Jordan um, – uh, Javon Hargrave, Jordan Davis, if those guys don't like eat up that middle of the the, the Lions offensive line, I, I'm going to be really um, worried about about that because they're not that, that they're off their offensive line is not that good. On the Eagles defensive side, you know, I'm very excited to see the secondary in action. Um, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Chauncey Gardner, Chauncey, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, uh, Marcus Epps. I'm excited to see them against the the talented weapons that. Detroit has. I'm excited to see our line. We have linebackers finally. Kaiser White, I'm excited to see out there. Um, you know, whether it's him or, um, I mean, TJ Edwards is also with me seeing Kobe Dean out on the field. Um, whoever's going to have to cover, you know, TJ Hawkinson or DeAndre um, Swift coming out the backfield. And then I'm excited to see Hassan Reddick. The Eagles were 29th, I think, in the league in, in sacks last year. Get after the quarterback. I'm excited to see Brandon Graham back. I know he's older, but. Apparently, like there's been a lot of talk that he just looks really good. Like it doesn't look like he's coming off of an injury. Um, so I'm just excited to see all the new pieces. I'm just like, it, like we said, coming coming into the season, the, the hopes are high for the Eagles, and I think this defense has a chance to take a step forward. And I think one of the things, and Dave Dave mentions this week after week after week when we do a show, the biggest question mark is probably Jonathan Gannon. What is is Jonathan Gannon going to be passive? Is he going to be aggressive? Um, is he going to play the safety or the corners off? Is he going to allow them to play bump? Is he going to allow them to play aggressive and up in the face of the receivers? And will he provide? Will he pressure on the quarterback? Will they blitz? I think that's the biggest key. Um, we we are we know that the, there's questions around Jalen Hurts, and we know there's questions around you know Shane Steichen and his play calling, and 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 um, uh, Nick Nick Sirianni and just you know him coming into his second year as, as the head coach. But Jonathan Gannon, for a guy that got was second to 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 Lovey Smith becoming the head coach in Houston, and he gets a lot of love from teams. It's going to be very important that he comes out here and proves that like he can't use that excuse that he doesn't have the 
the the the personnel anymore. He has the personnel on the defensive side of the ball. He needs to use it. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you on that front. Like, while I think I disagree in regards to who has the bigger target on their back, who has to have the bigger season, it's obviously Jalen Hurts. There's first round picks on the line. There's being the franchise quarterback on the line. There's a lot on the line with Jalen Hurts. Um, to me, I think Jonathan Gannon will have the p- the pieces he needs to finally start making things happen. And you you kind of saw throughout the offseason all the different rooms that he has, all the different jobs, specific roles the players have. I really believe that he's going to take full advantage of the players that he has at his disposal. And like you said, I can't wait for so many, so many of these guys to get out on the field. Um, I mean, Brandon Graham, like you said, Josh, what Kaiser White, Kaiser White picked off a ball in the first preseason game and then we never saw him again. If that's the only preview we get of him, we know that we're really excited for him. Uh, we got Hassan Reddick, we got James Bradbury, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Like you said, there's so much to be excited for in this defense. Um, and really, I hope that they just show something, even if they look rusty, because I fully anticipate the starters on both sides to look rusty, at least for the first half, maybe for the game in its entirety. Um, but, I mean, I think you finally have the pieces. You finally have the people that he needed last year. You have the personnel that he absolutely did not have last year. And hopefully he shows shows out that there's a reason people really like him. There's a reason people respect him as a defensive coordinator and want him as a head coach. And I would not be shocked if this was his final year as a defensive coordinator. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up getting a job next season as a head coach with the interest that he generated. And I know that nobody would be mad about that. Um, But I mean, obviously then you're implementing a whole new defensive strategy again and all that. So not necessarily, not necessarily. You could kind of roll with it. Like he kind of did. Like when you look at it last year, Jonathan Gannon's defense gave us the same frustrations as uh, Schwartz. Jim Schwartz, we got frustrated because of where he played the safeties, the two high safeties, where how far off he played the cornerbacks. Same thing happened with Jonathan Gannon. It's just, I feel like Schwartz had better personnel than Jonathan Gannon did. And Schwartz still played the personnel not to their strengths. He basically played them to their weaknesses and made it really difficult for any of them to really produce. Um, Yeah, like we always got into, before you continue, we always got into that discussion about Russell Douglas. And I thought he would have been a better safety and you liked him as a corner. But he wasn't wasn't utilized right with the Eagles. They kept trying to play him off and he's he's better press. He's better right up there. Like you have have to. And I mean, I understand like he gets burnt sometimes, but look in Green Bay, he got burnt sometimes, but he also, I think, probably had more interceptions last year than almost his entire career in Philadelphia. Like you give him the opportunity. Yes, he's going to get burned sometimes, but who doesn't get burned? Trayvon Diggs had like 12 interceptions last year, led the NFL and gave up a thousand yards. Like at the end of the day, some of those splash plays are huge. They're monumental shifts for you. So 12 times that that ball starts going the other way might outweigh the 1,000 yards that you give up. It's difficult for us to really tell at this point. But as far as, like, against the offense, like, this Detroit Lions offense, I believe, is much improved over last year. Um, They brought in DJ Chark. uh, They got um, a healthy DeAndre Swift. They're going to have a healthy TJ Hawkinson. The saving grace for us is Jared Goff is a quarterback. (laughs) I love that Jared Goff is a quarterback because I think that – you can put the pressure on him. You can apply the pressure. You can get in his face. And like you said, they have to get pressure. We never got pressure after the quarterback. Even when we had the opportunity, so many missed opportunities when we had the chance to get after the quarterback last season. We need to get after Jared Goff and make his day miserable because if you do that, the Detroit Lions have no chance. It doesn't matter about the receiving weapons that they have. They have no chance. Um and yeah, Dave Diggs and Jalen Ramsey do get burned a lot. Look at Jalen Ramsey last night. He gave up Ooh. a perfect passer rate and he got roasted last night. But sometimes when they're on, they're really on. Stefan Diggs is also one of the better receivers in the league. So yeah, it's it's, it's difficult to, to to do that. But yeah, and then I mean, like you said, the, the the offensive line is banged up. There's no reason we don't have multiple sacks. To tomorrow on Sunday, we need to look like the rain, uh, like the Buffalo Bills defense. They had what, like seven sacks 
of Matthew Stafford last night, there's no reason we don't have at least five sacks of Jared Goff. Hopefully. We should be able to get after him, but he also gets rid of the ball pretty quickly, um, and that was always our bugaboo on defense is um, the opposing quarterback will get rid of it quickly because the corners are playing off deep, That and that's Gannon's defense. He just didn't want to get beat deep. So hopefully – with having a Slay and a, and, a, and a Bradbury with Avante Maddox and hopefully having those um, versatile guys in the secondary, they won't have to always play off uh, deep. Wayne and says, even, if, even that way, like at the end of the day, if you don't give him the chance to get it off quick, if you can be on the guys enough for like three seconds even, that could be enough time for our guys to get home and get him on the move, get him at it, flush him out of the pocket. And we know that Jared Goff does not do as well if he doesn't get the ball out quick. He has to get the ball out quick, otherwise he's just not good. That was the craziest stat from last night's game, Dave. The Bills did not blitz Matt Stafford once. They only rushed four the entire game. And it's because he, last year, he was the best quarterback against the blitz. Mm -hmm. I have never heard of a game plan devised solely around this guy's best against the blitz we will not blitz that's crazy that gives it an opportunity to have the cleanest pocket and this man threw three interceptions and got sacked seven times we would like it if we can get the pressure with the front four and not have to blitz we'll see if it can happen on sunday against the lions wayne says mark it down Jalen will throw for 250 plus yards team will rush for 150 plus yards and we'll, and we'll win by 10-plus points. Could happen. It could, I don't could think happen. we win by 10. I, I think it's a one-score game, All right, so we're getting down to prediction time. The Eagles open the season in Detroit on Sunday, September 11th. What happens? Give me a, 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 key, a, a key play, uh, something, a, a player that steps up that you're not expecting, and what's your score? Player that I'm not expecting. I still think Devonta Smith is going to have a really good game. I when you said Dallas Goddard, I kind of said, I said Devonta Smith, and and I really think that Devonta Smith can have a good game. I think that there's and there's a lot to be said about AJ Brown and the attention that he draws and the attention that Dallas Goddard draws, and it's all going to be focused around the middle of that field, and. Devonta Smith never really had such an open field before, and he's going to see so much more open field. It's not going to be all jump ball catches. We're not going to, it's not going to be prayers between him and Jalen Hurts. I think that it's going to open the field up a lot where he can burn some defenders. And we know Devonta Smith is easily a top 10 row runner in the NFL right now. He can burn defenders. But Jalen Hurts would underthrow. Jalen Hurts would overthrow. He'd have double coverage, and he'd be going up and trying to grab the ball against one or two defenders. Um, so I think Devonta Smith. I think that's someone who people are underrating as likely going off. I would. I wouldn't be surprised if Devonta Smith goes off has at least a hundred yards, and I would say maybe two touchdowns. Like I think Devonta Smith can have a really big game. My prediction. Before you I get to your game prediction. Dave asks, Hurts over under for passing yard is 225. What do you think? Over or under? And Dave, I thought you were talking about rushing yards. Thanks for clarifying. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like it. Um, what do you think? Over or under 225 yards passing? I think under. And I'm, I only I'm say under, under because I think they're going to run a lot. They're going to throw, but they're going to run a lot. Like he's just going to miss that number, Dave. Like I think we're talking like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's between 210 and 220, okay. but he's just going to miss that number. I think I think it's under as well. All right. Sorry, you can go back to your prediction now. Well, what about you? Give me a player you think that, you know, maybe people are sleeping on. He could have a big game that people aren't giving him enough credit for. I'm going to go Quez Watkins. Oh, I wow. Because the I think – Two wide receivers. Yeah, I, I think Quez, because of A.J. Brown, because of Devontae Smith, because of Dallas Goddard, you know, if they go, they want to go three and four wide receivers sometimes, even if it's three receivers with, with Dallas Goddard spread out. Like, Quez is going to be the un, the uh, the forgotten man, and they, they they like to do screens with them. They like to try to get him to get the ball in his hands in open space, and he claims to be the fastest guy in the NFL, which I don't think he is. Tyreek Hill, thank you very much. He's um, very fast, so I I won't. He's 
probably top 10 fastest in the league. Quez, you think so? I think top 10. Offensively. And, uh, and he's going to be returning. And he's going to be returning kicks, I think. Kicks or punts, one of them. And I think I, yeah, it, it's tough. People have been talking about that. And like, if you look at a depth chart, like they have a different kick returner and a different pump returner. But it sounds like Quez Watkins and Kenneth Gainwell are like the two the two guys. But what they're going to do? I mean, do, I guess it no. wouldn't surprise me because there's only 52 on the active roster right now. So, and I don't think they're going to bring anybody in. It, and I think you dress what 46 on game day. I think. But yeah, I um, think it's something like that. It wouldn't. It, it wouldn't shock me if they decided to bring your boy up but i i don't think they're gonna they're gonna do that for for week one um but yeah i, I think that they um, definitely have to bring up a wide receiver you can't go into sunday Deion Kane would be the receiver i'd bring up I'm fyi dave that is hilarious lj really thinks boston scott <laughs> first of all if this was a game in new york or against a new york team you would catch one of us saying boston scott but i don't think it would be lj yeah no not me dave knows how me and Dave are in a fantasy league together. He tried to get a bunch of people to, to think that I was going to draft Boston Scott. And I took Trey Sermon instead. Oh, boy. <laughs> With my boy. last pick, I took Trey Sermon because I think Trey Sermon will be the starting running back for the Eagles by the end of the year. That's a different story for a different day. Um, Ooh. What was I saying? Yeah, but I think Quez, like, he has a chance to, to, to break one. Like, you get the ball in his hands, anything. I, and, like, he's going to be the forgotten man of the offense. So, I'm gonna go Quez Watkins on offense and on defense, Kaiser White. I think he has an I think he has a pick. I think he picks off Jared Goff. Um, and I think he's he's gonna be all over the field and he's gonna make a lot of plays. I think defensively, I didn't even mention defensive guy, Brandon Graham. There's been so much said about him now. There's gonna be so much attention not on him when in previous years there's been so much on him. You gotta look at Josh Sweat. He's going back. You gotta home. look at the you got exactly you gotta look at those two dudes clog in the middle. Then you got Hassan Reddick rushing on the outside as well. I I feel Brandon Graham could have like a multi-sack day. Alden Tate. Um, not this week because he just got here, but potentially. Down the line, Auden Tate. See, on Tate intrigues me. He has probably the most NFL experience of any of the wide receivers on our practice squad, and he's actually he brings something. He's like Zach Pascal. He brings something unique because he's like six foot five, two hundred and twenty five pounds. He's just a giant outside wide receiver, go up and get the ball, jump up and get it type of guy. I just think when you look at this roster, on Tate doesn't fit the Sunday mold for this week. And I, I think, think he like just, he more. just got here too. Like mm-hmm. uh, how much of the offense can you know the way you're going to put them out there? Um, so like if they do add a receiver, I think it'll be Deion Kane. That's why I personally would like to see Deion Kane made a lot of plays in preseason. I know it against third stringers and whatnot, but I think he deserves, deserves that roster spot. And if, I, think if they decide more, to add a receiver. I think Kane's more versatile too. On Tate's really your true jump ball type of guy. Whereas I think that Dion Kane can be a bit more versatile and do stuff after the catch. And I, I would, I would call it Dion Kane. Like, and I think that they're going to end up having to make that decision because you can't go into a game with four wide receivers. That's mm-hmm. really light. Yeah. Especially with the injury. Um, the injury issues that AJ Brown has gone through, Zach mm-hmm. Pascal has gone through. Devontae, Devontae not as much. Said, he's had moments, so like he'd come off the fielder, he'd leave the game early. So yeah, you can't you can't have just four receivers. So they definitely should add one. If they go in with four, we'll be crossing our fingers. That's for sure. All if right, they go they, with if they, if they go with four, you're going to see Kenneth Gainwell rolled out in the slot he, a ton. He, he was practicing with the receivers this week, so. It wouldn't shock me if he sees a lot of work in the uh, slot. Agreed. Right. What about right, predictions, L? Hit me Your up prediction. with one. You me first? Yeah, you first. I'm going – I know that, like a lot of people are throwing out like these 31-24 scores and stuff just because the, the, the offense or the defense of the Detroit Lions suck. I feel like that's high. Um, but I do – I think 27-20. 27-20? For the I'm Eagles, gonna, for the Eagles, I I, I should clarify. Um, I'm gonna go 31-13 Eagles. It'll oh, start. They're gonna start wow. slow. They're gonna start slow. The, the 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 Lions might jump out to us three nothing, six nothing lead or whatever. But the same thing happened in Atlanta last year, and uh, I, I think that the Eagles are gonna be able to, to 
to they're gonna take in that that we all know that that what, what's their stadium called? Is it Ford Field? Whatever. Um, yeah, it, Ford, it, it's, it's Ford gonna Field. be it's gonna be loud. There's gonna be a bunch of Eagles fans there too. So, um, you know, Detroit will feel it coming out, and you know, Detroit may get the ball first and go down the field. If they do, it'll be very you know, as an Eagles fan, it'll be deflating. But I think that the Eagles will be able to pick it up. And I'm not saying it's gonna be on Jalen Hurts. I think they're gonna be able to run the football a lot. Um, and and here we go. Boss or not, Boston Scott. Miles Sanders scores his first <laughs> touchdown in like two years. Wow, I would I love that. He, that's, scored, he didn't score last year. And the worst thing is that's probably a hot take that he scores a touchdown. But come <laughs> on, man, he's got to score eventually. He's gonna stay that healthy. Is, yeah. Here's, that's the bigger hot take. He's gonna stay healthy. Uh, Wayne Miller, player of the game on offense. Dallas Goddard, defense. Brandon Graham. We agree. We agree, my friend, on Brandon Graham. My lot and Johnson giving up zero sacks. I. I well, Lane Johnson didn't give up any sacks. He may have given up one QB hurry last year, so that doesn't shock me at all. Yeah, like, uh, come on, Wayne. Give us a hot take. That ain't a hot take. <laughs> no, <I like laughs> we the, know. Lane Johnson might be the best right tackle in football. Like, and he gets no love. He wasn't on the top 100. And, like, I love his comment, I think, when when I, when I somebody asked him about that, he goes, like, look at all the defensive ends how, and tell me how many of them got sacks on me. It's true. None of them got sacks on him. So, and FYI, like like the like Field the Eight said, the seasonal, you know, uh, entry uh, for Lane Johnson. No season starts without a restructure of Lane Johnson's contract. <laughs> that's true. So the man has restru- restructured again to free up money for Howie. But I mean, don't act like Lane Johnson like that's voluntary. Like, oh, he's doing it for the team. That's guaranteed money. He's just yeah. getting more and more guaranteed money rolling down the hill. The dude's going to end up with a fully guaranteed contract, and he never started out with one. So <laughs> That's true. So before we finish of off, what, are your, what, what, what were your thoughts on um, Jason Peters and Dallas attire? I think that there's – okay, it looks gross. But the absolute disrespect and disregard that some Eagles fans, shame. Shame on you. Jason Peters gave you the best years of his career. And I, as much as anybody hates it, if you're a 40 year old man and you are being given the opportunity to make $1 million plus to come back and play, you would do it too, even if you were dedicated or for you say you're dedicated to solely one team. So to the fans who were like extremely disrespectful, that is just. Because I saw some comments. It was brutal, man. There was some brutal disrespect to Jason Peters. And he gave us his best years. He did not become the bodyguard for nothing. But um, on the bright side, we will take full advantage of him. Oh, Brandon Graham's going to have a field. Brandon Graham and Hassan Reddick will have a field day against him. So He's not even going to finish the game, by the way. He's not even going to finish a game. So This is true. He's stealing money at this point. Exactly. Like, why not? If you're 40 years old and somebody says, come back for the minimum. And if you play 50% snaps, we'll give you a million dollars on top of that. Like, man, you're making like two, two, three million dollars just to come and play 50% of the time. Wayne says, here's a hard take for you. In a blowout game, my or Kelsey gets a touchdown plunge this year. Lane Johnson caught a touchdown last year, by the way, had more touchdown catches than Kenny Galladay for the Giants. But um, if Kelsey I'll... gets a touchdown plunge, you know he's retiring at the end of this year. <laughs> you know he's retiring. I, I hope year. Kelsey can score a touchdown, and I I would love to see Maialata get the ball like a rugby scrum. <laughs> I, I would love to see it, um, but I would love to see another lineman uh, score a touchdown. So Maialata have... would destroy some people. Like if you let that, he, he would want to take off field? his pads and helmet first. That's what he's used to. <laughs> um, so we both have the Eagles. Winning against Detroit. We both have the Eagles winning the NFC East. We both have the Bills in the Super Bowl. Or no, you have the Bills in the Super Bowl. I have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. We both have the Packers in the Super Bowl. I have the Packers winning. You have the Bills winning. Dude, this 2022 season, it took forever to get here. So happy that it's back. I cannot wait to, to watch the Eagles play on Sunday, and I can't wait to talk about it on Tuesday, my friend. Absolutely, man. And and before we go, uh, we didn't reference this jock talk. He said, hey, guys, how is everyone? We are doing great. We are so happy that football is back. Thank you for checking in on us. Make sure you continue to tune in. And before I let you close things out, 
Shout out to Darlene who said we don't know football but stuck around for at least 45 minutes when her last <laughs> comment came through. You are the most loyal Cowboys fan watching this show. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Hopefully you all tune in every Tuesday and Friday. Well, mostly Tuesdays and Fridays. Obviously the Eagles have a Thursday game uh, later on in the year, which will change up our schedule just a little bit. Um, but, yes. Uh, very loyal Cowboys fan listening to an, to a Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Can't gotta love it. Gotta love it. Absolutely, you want to close out there. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for watching the Kelly Green Hour. As always, follow us on Twitter at the Kelly at Kelly Green Hour. Follow Connor on Twitter at Connor Ten. Follow me on Twitter at, at LJHerald54. Follow the Painted Lines on Twitter and YouTube at the Painted Lines, and follow the follow Edge of Philly Sports on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Edge of Philly Sports. For Connor, I'm LJ. Thank you for listening to the Kelly Green Hour. It's been a long time coming. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. You want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. Sanders patiently running. Sanders could cut. And another block. Sanders still going inside the 40.